0: All right, y'all, today is a, I don't want to say a different kind of mindful Monday because I feel like every Monday is a different Monday, but um, today we're talking Israel, right? So if this is a a triggering topic for you or if maybe you think, you know, why are we talking Israel? Give me 10 minutes and I'll try to be brief, okay? Um, We're going to go into three points I want to make and why I think it is important that we pay attention. I'm not saying it should change your life. I'm not saying you should jump on a plane and go fight for them, Um, but we need to be paying attention. And I believe we need to stand with Israel. I believe we need to support Israel. Um, And and in that sense, um, I'm not, again, I'm not gonna change anything in my life, emotionally, physically. I'm not gonna change anything in my life, but I'm rooting for them, okay? I'm rooting for them and let me tell you why. Um, If you're new here, this is the Becoming a Dangerous Man podcast. I'm your host, Phil Anderton, a 20-year military vet, husband, father of three, and a man on his own path to becoming dangerous. You are in the right place if you believe in God, family, country. If you are a masculine man, or if you're a woman who prefers men to be masculine, real men, old school men, uh, who don't apologize, uh, the roles we fill as men, as husbands, fathers, and leaders... Um, that patriarchal society. Um, and we're men who know who we are, what we believe, and we prefer to be ready. We plan to be ready. We are on the path, right, to being ready, to being prepared, um, not waiting um, for somebody else, right? Because we know nobody's coming. Uh, this podcast is a movement to inspire thought, encourage discussion, but overall demand that you take action in your life because, as I just said, nobody is coming. Today's a mindful Monday and Thursday, we'll do a deep dive. Um, and I was just on my second interview. So if you get the newsletter, go to the website, uh, HTTPS, right, colon, backslash, backslash, philanderton.com. Uh, you guys can email me phil at com, And I, my only social media is LinkedIn, but I'm very active on there. So if you have one, please connect with me. Um, and if you have signed up for my emails, I send two a week. So please check your spam if you haven't got them. but. All right, guys, let's get into today's topic, right? So I got three points on Israel. First, and again, this is not necessarily to change your mind. Your mind may already be made up. Maybe it's to kind of, maybe it's some things you haven't thought of. I'd like to think most people that listen to me stand with Israel. I'd like to think nobody that's pro-Hamas listens to me. Um, But again, because of that, these I'm looking to arm you with information to take the conversation to those if, if by some chance you know somebody that's one of these fucking nutjobs, pro-Hamas people, pro-Palestinian people, um, I, I want to arm you with some some ammo to challenge them, right? If, if it's even possible. This this podcast may be a complete freaking waste. If nothing else, maybe it just emboldens you to believe what you believe, right? So let's get into it and you guys decide, right? So historically, I, I and again, I just do basic Google, basic Wikipedia. I do some basic searches, right? So I wanted to know what are the oldest religions? And I and I already kind of knew the answer, but I wanted to make sure. Hinduism and Judaism are, I don't know, like 4,000 years old, okay? Because if you look at multiple websites through Google, DuckDuckGo, um, you're talking like 2,000 years before Christ minimum. Um, Judaism and Hinduism were the original kind of two big religions in the world. And, and when they and, and when they talk about religions, I think they, they they do make it a point to say the big, like global kind of religions. Of course, there were there were a lot of little sects, sections, or sects of like the Vikings and like everybody kind of had their own little. You know, if you look at Norse or Nordic or Greek or um, we're talking at a global level, so multi-state, multi-nation, whatever it was back then. So we're talking 2,000 years before Christ. Okay, why is that important? Well, Christianity, as we all know, uh, Jesus was a Jew. Um, Jesus was also uh, uh, crucified by the Jews, but uh, Christianity would have been, you know, what? What are we in 2023? So Christianity would have been about 2,000 years ago. So 2,000 years after Judaism, and then according to multiple sites, right? Islam came about after Christianity. So Islam is the newer of the major religions. Well, why do I think that's important? Well, because everybody keeps talking about this stolen land crap. And if you read the Bible, and if you read the Old Testament, which Jews and Christians believe in, right? If you read the Old Testament, which is historically accurate by so many accounts, you know the dead sea scrolls and everything and there, there there are so many factual things in the old testament that have been proven to be true so are, are why are we letting this argument go around stolen land i don't understand it if if islam is the newer of the religions and they're trying to say the jews stole the land but yet if you read the old testament that land has been in You know the the 12 tribes of israel in their hands thousands of years before anybody claimed the prophet muhammad or or islam okay so historically they have just as much of a right to that land if we want to go historically right who was there first but let's forget everything i just said because let's be honest is anybody is anybody in america especially if you want to pitch you know the spaniards had the south Um, who, whoever had the North, the French, um, and then the native Americans that were spread out all throughout this country. When we took it over, right, we're, we're certainly not giving any land back. We're not, we're not having native American tribes march to DC to divvy up the land so they can take over. Um, so we're not giving back any land. Why the hell, why the hell would we expect them to give up their land? They want it fair and square, just like we won our freedom and our independence from you know Britain, from the Spanish uh, from the Native Americans, okay, so regardless uh the Jews uh, have been around for a long time and they deserve land somewhere that's their land biblically, historically, factually, that's their land um, so let's just let's let's not let that be a debate, okay. Now, the second thing, so God's chosen people, right? So, the first thing I think of when I think of Israel is I think of God's chosen people, okay? That's their land historically, that's theirs, okay? Second, the second point I wanna make, economically, right? Economically, I Googled Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Jordan. So, the worst one right there, Lebanon's pretty bad. Lebanon's not that much better than Palestine, Palestinia right? Syria, palestinia which is a Roman term given by the Romans who exiled the Jews. By the way, you want to go back to history, look at where the name Palestine came from. The Jews were in Israel. Rome kicked them out, exiled them, at which point when they exiled them, they named it the Roman emperor Hadius or Hadrius. He named it Syria, palestinia So that's where the name Palestine first came from. It didn't come from the Arabs. It came from the Romans. When the Romans exiled because they won, so they kicked him out, and then at some point, the Arabs won, and then at some point, the Jews won. So this is all a back and forth, and whoever wins, that's who we're seeing uh, there. So again, look at your history. Syria, palestinia is a Roman term, not an Arab term, okay? Jordan is in the top 100. I think they're like 89, depending on what you look at economically. Egypt's in the top 50. I think they're like forty in one category and twenty five thirty in another category. And interestingly enough, Saudi Arabia is eighteen, but a lot of that is tied to what they show. I, I've I've seen I've certainly seen some things that said their money, their wealth tied to oil, is in the trillions and trillions, and nobody could even fathom the amount of money they have because of the amount of oil they have. Um, which, if they actually reported all of it um they'd probably blow everybody out of the water. Why why is that important that those three major countries um well because their doors are closed, right? So all these all these western countries that have all these angry angry pro-palestinians why aren't you why aren't you directing your anger at Saudi Arabia, Egypt or Jordan? Because they're not allowing refugees into their country. They're basically putting up walls and saying ah, I get you got a problem next door, buddy, but you can't come here. That's like if my neighbor's house was on fire. And I said, ah, no, 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 no. You can't come and sit in my garage. You're not going to park yourself in my garage. Take your ass, I don't know, to Houston. Go figure it out. But you can't stay here. That would be like all the neighbors here saying, no, no, sorry, buddy. I know you're our neighbor and you're and you're right next door, but you know, we're in doubt. You need to go to Houston for help. Okay. That's how ridiculous this is. So they don't want the refugees, but yet Israel's the problem. The next door neighbor, what does that tell you? If the guy next door doesn't want you in his house, but hey, in America, let's further destroy our economy, our college, well, I mean, college is a joke, but let's further get in riots and fights and, and let's be activists in the street. The fucking next door neighbor doesn't want these people. What does that tell you? They add no value. They add no value. They're troublemakers. They are fucking worthless. I'm just going to say, if your next door neighbor doesn't want you in the house when you're in trouble, you're probably a creep. You're probably not a good person. You probably don't align with their values. Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Jordan are a stone's throw from this Palestinian-Israeli conflict, and they don't want these motherfuckers. What does that tell you, America? What does that tell you? All right, my third point, and I, and I told you it's a Monday and I, I don't know. I don't know if this one's going to fall flat, but it's just, it's got me thinking, you know, we got to prepare, we got to do our part, we got to stick with where we can control. But here's my most, here, here's what really fires me up, right? It's kind of like Donald Trump. Donald Trump said, and he is 100% correct, it ain't necessarily that they hate Trump because remember Trump was invited to the Clinton or, or vice versa. Maybe the Clintons were invited to Trump's wedding and they attended, right? Right. But, but at the point he stood up for America, at the point he made America first, at the point he didn't drink the global Kool-Aid, at the point he declared himself a Republican, he became an enemy of the global elitist left, right? And then now it's, it's if, he's our, if he's our leader, quote unquote, if he's our leader, he's, our, he's, he's who we want, he's the enemy, and thus they're throwing everything at him. Here's my connection I would make israel is standing in the way of that same threat israel from the from the arab nation from the islamic nation and here's why this is important guys if you google islamic caliphate and maybe i'm saying it wrong caliphate caliphate and islamic and and you ask what ask google what is an a caliphate an islamic form of government in which political and religious leadership is united and the head of state is basically the successor to the prophet muhammad what does that mean guys it means right now the reason jerusalem the, the reason israel is our ally is because judaism and christianity are very linked very connected and our countries look at look at our two religions and our countries that they founded and then look at the islamic religion and think about where does everybody want to come is everybody migrating to arab countries no they're not they're they're migrating to western countries well one you could argue because we're weak and we allow it to be taken advantage of and why not and in the arab countries they don't okay but if israel falls if this sentiment if israel literally it blows my mind that we went to world war ii well now uh, there's a lot of people saying we went to world war ii for other reasons but in a in essence you know what was it? Six million Jews were eradicated through the Holocaust and through all the atrocities and the terrible and people, you know, I grew up as a teenager going to school, learning all this. And and I remember, I thought people always said, how could they put them on the train? How could they do this? How could they do this? How could this happen? How could this happen? Well, now you see how it could happen. There's people in America, America, there's people in all these countries that are literally screaming from the river to the sea that basically it's, Holocaust all over again. the The Jewish people are literally being openly called to be eradicated and wiped from the face of the earth. That's how the Holocaust happened. That's how Germany happened. That's how Hitler happened. We are in, you know. I think it's called the fourth turning. Like every twenty year cycles, we're in that eighty year cycle after World War Two. It's like, well, I, that's how World War Two happened. This is how it happened. We are we are repeating. We are repeating World War Two. This is crazy to me, right? So here's my thing to Americans, right, that are saying, ah, we're going to stay out of it. Look, I am torn, guys, because yes, I do believe there is a warmongering, war profiteering side of the government and the, the three-letter agencies and and the level of control, and it distracts from all the other shit that they've been caught up in, and it could fuck with the election. Look, I, I, I agree. There is a warmongering side as a 20-year veteran who went to war. There is a warmongering side to the country that I don't like however with that said to not support israel and to let them fall then what then what are all these pro if you take out so let let's assume forget hinduism for now because india doesn't i mean i think india even supports judaism as well or israel as well but let's say that judaism and america are the two against the one against the arab state against this islamic caliphate right if, Judaism, if, if, if if the Jewish state falls, if Israel falls and is no longer the superpower that they are, by the way, their technology is far superior to ours. From what I've heard, from what I've heard from smarter people than me, Israeli, Israel has amazing technology that they share with us. Okay. So if Israel falls, what's to stop the Arab countries from from turning all that rage and anger towards us. What's to stop all them protesters? You think they're just going to go home and go back to working at Target and Starbucks and Walmart and fucking sleeping on the couch? Or do you think America's next? Or do you think every white person is next? Or do you think every woman who doesn't cover her face in public is next? Even in those countries, Iran just had just had a martyr of a 16-year-old girl who was beaten on a subway cuz she didn't cover her face. She was beaten to death, put in a coma, pulled the plug, and she died. Because in those countries, this here's the funny thing. Here's a curveball, right? Have you seen the queer's for Palestine? Now, my my brothers and sisters, mainly my, you know, those of us that have been to some of those uh sandboxes, uh, we certainly know that gay people get stoned to death in public still, right? Gay people get Uh, bad things happen. We'll just say it like that. Bad things happen to gay people in most Arab countries. There are no rainbow flags in Arab countries. You'll notice that the American brands who fly the rainbow flag during June Pride Month, you'll notice that the same companies who advertise in Arab countries don't fly rainbow flags. That's called virtue signaling. It's fake. It's not real. It's appeasing to you weak-minded sheep who fall for that bullshit here in this country. In those countries, that shit doesn't fly. So, queers for Palestine, what is that? An oxymoron, a hyperbole? I don't know what the right word is, but it's idiotic. It's moronic because we're Israel to fall and we're all this 6 million military age male, you know, maybe this is all just working out perfectly. If Israel falls and all these military age males and all these activist protesters turn on us in this country, queers for Palestine, you're you're going to be on their list before I am. You're going to be targeted before I am because you're an easy mark. Because they will not tolerate. They don't. Ha- they don't like women driving. Women don't go to school in a lot of these countries. They don't like them to be educated. You can look at Saudi Arabia back in like the 70s, Iran, and this beautiful Persian, gorgeous Persian women in bathing suits and skirts and business suits and very attractive women looking very much like a modern American city. What do they look like now they're covered from head to toe and you can only see their eyeballs so is that what i mean that's what i would ask if i was ever stupid enough to go to one of these pro palestinian marches or rallies or speeches and i'd say i I should look what it's called hey are you are are you getting that for christmas are you asking for that for your birthday because that's what you're asking for that's what you're asking for because that is the only thing they know they don't meet in the middle they have the quran the quran they have their beliefs and that's it there is no democracy there is no there is no 51% there is no hey let's vote they have the idea to be a caliphate where the religious right in America we separate church and state they don't separate church and state and their and their idea is the religious leader is the leader that is where you get the crazy beheadings and the crazy like chopping of shit off and If a woman steps out on her family or doesn't listen to her dad, they fucking kill him, okay? You want to talk about some caveman archaic shit? Look at Islam in its purest form, not this watered down, hey, let's play nice while we can in America, but secretly we all want Sharia law shit. A lot of the Muslims that become Americans and they convert, they want to get away from that, and they certainly don't want to see that brought here. All right, so I promised it wouldn't be long. Mm -hmm. Um these are just my thoughts guys on Israel. I stand with Israel. I support Israel. Um I have a lot of respect for Israel and the people and how much they believe in themselves and how much they will fight for themselves and they're not running away and they're actually flying back to their country to fight for their country. I have a hell of a lot of respect for that. Forget the fact that politics could be corrupt. Forget the fact of what you see that Netanyahu could be corrupt. Forget all that. The actual people on the ground doing the fighting, they believe in each other. And I got a lot of respect for that. And regardless of corrupt politics, again, American politicians have been shown to be the most—I mean, from what we know, we we, we maybe in the 80, maybe we used to have this idealistic view of our politicians that they were somehow above corruption. Maybe, but that, that's certainly been exposed, right? We we all know them to be a corrupt swamp. Okay, so, but does that mean we should be wiped off the face of the earth because they're a swamp? No. So even if Israeli politics are a swamp that doesn't mean the people deserve to be wiped off the face of the earth. Okay. Politicians are politicians everywhere. They're all corrupt. They're all scum. They're all power hungry. And there is certainly a global elitist small point zero 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 one percent of people probably on one side and probably on the other that are both vying. And we're all just pawns caught in the game, guys. So with that said, historically, they're God's chosen people. They were there first before, you know, look at your history. Syria, palestinia was a Roman. Hadrian was the emperor. He he, he won in the fight. He, he expelled the Jews from their land and he named it Syria, palestinia That's where the name came from. And then the whole 1947 debacle where they all think, oh, Palestine. No, Palestine, this was all like a big fuck you to Israel all along. Um, so don't fall for that historically. Economically, why the fuck should we take refugees? Why the hell should we be destroying our country for these people when their next door neighbor said, nope, we don't want you. They're in fucking walking distance. And they said, no, not a chance. Don't come here. And we will provide you no aid or support. But hey, if you want to fight Israel, probably here's some money under the table type stuff, right? If the next door neighbor don't want you, you, you're probably something wrong with you and not me, not us here in America. And then the last thing I'd say, guys, why you should support Israel Um, Because if they fall, we're next. If they fall, we lose a major ally in the region. That region gets stronger. And thus, all the pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian people, they're not just going to go back to working at Target. They're going to need some vile outlet for their vile, disgusting behavior. They're going to need another outlet. They're not just going to go to bed and wake up and be like, oh, Israel, a country that I've never been to, that I have no fucking idea, the history that I've never actually studied and I've never been impacted by. Well, now that they're not on the map anymore, and I probably couldn't even identify where they were on a map if I tried. Now that they're gone, oh, oh, I'm going to sleep so much better. No, the fuck they're not. No, they're not. They're just going to look for their next fight because they're vile, disgusting humans. They're vile, disgusting humans. Okay. With that, guys, this is the Becoming a Dangerous Man podcast. I appreciate you listening. I'd ask that you share the show, sign up for my newsletter, go to my website, philanderton.com. You can email me phil at becomingadangerousman.com and I am on LinkedIn. I am very active. I'd love for you to connect, hit me up, DM. And last but not least, shout out to Dallas, Texas. Um, December 2nd and 3rd, we have a gunfighter, Fundam- gunfighter fundamentals course coming to Dallas. Um, email me, reach out, call, text. If you got my number for details, it is a lot more than paper targets. It is something more. We are building something here in Dallas. I am building something here in Dallas. And if you're interested in getting a part of that, that gunfighter fundamental is the, uh, that is kind of the step one. And then for those of you that don't know, I am a men's coach. I, I have several clients right now. I have a, and, and I have a mastermind group that I run. Um, and that is something else you can email me about if you're interested. I do one-on-one and group coaching. Um, to help you establish your mission, find your purpose, pick your fight, and then get in it, right? Get in your fight. This is my fight for you. And uh, you find your fight and then you take it to them, right? You take it to them and you you do what you got to do to be ready because nobody's coming. That's all I got for you guys. Have a good rest of your week.